Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm recording this on a early Monday, and last week there was a bunch of things that I want to talk about. And the first thing was preparing strategy work, applying the good strategy, bad strategy book, and then my big four-hour fucking sales meeting. I'm gonna talk about that, as well as talking about my experience with therapy um, and why I love therapy. So let's jump right to this week's episode of the podcast. So welcome back to the podcast. This week I'm recording on an early Monday because yesterday at evening I wasn't really able to record the podcast since I didn't have much time because at the time I'm actually sort of busy, to be honest, I'm doing a bunch of work for clients, preparing stuff, writing up contracts, which I'm maybe going to talk about this week, but it's a bunch of other different things that I wanted to cover in this weekly roundup right here. Um, and let's start right off with what happened in the beginning of last week. So from Monday to Tuesday, aka Wednesday, when I was preparing a sales meeting for a client, um, I met with the guy before. I think this time, with counting with this time, it was actually exactly four times that we met and each time around two hours um and the meeting that we had prior to the last one last week was um two weeks ago and he basically so basically like the objective of last week or what came out of it was that he wanted to get a whole marketing strategy for the entire year of 2020 which is obviously an exciting thing for me as a marketing agency um taking over the entire marketing campaign of an entire year not only social media but he really wanted a coherent marketing strategy for the entire year and that's obviously something exciting um so he wanted that and i said like okay no problem we can prepare that for you um and basically what i did was i basically did free strategy work for him so not getting paid in any way for the strategy itself which, I mean, there's consultancies, there's people that do strategy only, and I'm out here, like, creating a whole strategy and giving it away for free, basically. Um, basically giving it the guy, and he can basically go off to the next marketing agency and get it for cheaper if my price is too expensive for him. I don't know, but, like, that's just how you could think about it, but um, it was just, for me, at this point, it's just, I'm doing the strategy for him. I'm learning through that because it's like an outside project. You know, it's a different thing when you do something for yourself than if you do something for someone else, um, especially because you just have a definitely hard deadline that you can sort of create. I talked about this before on the podcast here, I think about two months ago, it was um, connected to the website and that I wanted to set a deadline for that, you know, didn't really work out like I wanted to. So with clients you most of the time have a meeting there and then you have a hard deadline that you need to meet and then you need to just come up with something up to this point and it's not going to be perfect because you're not going to have enough time but that's life so getting that understanding and learning um how to present something on time um is something that's just so valuable for me because you know i ain't going to school i ain't studying i'm not really doing anything for anybody else um so the way that I learn is through like work like this. And that's why I'm never mad at like if, if the client would wander off to another agency or do it himself or I don't know. I don't care about that. Um, and there's many reasons to that or like multiple. Um, but the reason that I want to like 
put forward right here is that I just want to learn through that. And I learned through creating the strategy, uh, multiple things. Um, and that's why I'm just out here. Like, I don't really care. And that's why I did the strategy for free, just to give some context. Um, but usually I would um, actually get paid to do strategy work. And I actually did that before. Um, but in this case, it was more of a, yeah, we're doing the strategy, but we're trying to, we're trying to, that's a good point right here. We're trying to um, integrate it into our services and make it really obviously obvious that you should go with us to execute the strategy. Um, and therefore it was more of a sales meeting where I basically present the strategy. And after that, try to get the eye to commit to us and execute the strategy with us. So I prepared this strategy and definitely have to say that, that the book, which I talked about in the last few episodes, probably good strategy, bad strategy, influenced that in a big way. Um, and again, like that's where I basically could apply good strategy, bad strategy, the book that I learned something from. Um, and that's why I'm I don't really care about like if the client is like going off to another agency. It was for me really about, okay, I'm doing an actual, a practical example here, not like um, create a fake strategy to learn how to implement it. It's not going to work out for me. Maybe there's people that, that stuff like that does work out, but not for me. Um, I, that was basically also the problem in school because you have all these like examples that don't really work out in real life. And that's sort of like why the stuff there didn't resonate with me. So that's the reason why actually like studying, I, I think it's the same thing probably. Um, that's why I like to do the work that I'm doing and why it's so exciting for me and why I don't care if I don't get paid for certain things because I just learn through them. And that's just how I like to learn and how I actually learn in a good way. Um, so yeah, so I was preparing the strategy for the client. It took around, let's say, 15 hours or something, um, like roughly 15 hours, but but pure work. I'm not talking about um, I was working 10 hours and five of those were like hanging on Instagram, YouTube, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about pure work, strict work, nothing else. It took around 15 hours, so let's say around two to three days was preparing the slides. Um, so that took up some time, um, but it's always great to have sort of like the knowledge, for example, in the social media space in this case right now, and then be able to apply the knowledge of the universe, you could say, into a coherent set of actions that you could apply. So a strategy, basically. Um, it's, it's always interesting to also get it into context, into the client's business and how they're customers um behave and how the how the business acts it's always really interesting to apply like the general rules and i don't know um rules and guidelines and then apply to a specific example for example this business right here um did that and the client meeting was on wednesday at midday so what was sort of interesting was that I was preparing it. I knew the deadline was coming, um, but I really did the work in the last few days, which wasn't really something bad because I had other things to do prior to that. But um, so managed to finish the slides um, a few hours before so I could prepare. I'm not really that big of a, I need to prepare this presentation here because I already worked on it. And I think when you start to 
I mean, like do personal branding, do social media, talk in front of a camera, you pretty quickly learn to be super um, out of the hand. So you not really need to prepare anything. You can pretty much perform on the spot. And that's something that I definitely got from um, starting this podcast also here. Like, I mean, like everything that I'm doing, like on social media um, really helps me with so many things that I'm always just grateful for and excited that I started this thing um, in general. Um, and it helps you with that as well. So I didn't need to prepare the slides or a presentation. Um, that was just pretty much like a no brainer. Um, also in terms of like the, how the sale was constructed, um, prior to the start of the sale, which I'm going to come to in a second, um, it wasn't a problem for me. Um, by now I can really handle that pretty great. I also didn't feel any pressure or any like, oh my God, this, this price that I'm going to drop and stuff. No, no, I, I was chill. Um, and in regards to giving you practical advice as to how to get like chill when you're in a client meeting, I think if it, let's talk about the first client meeting or the first few ones are probably going to be just so like nerve wracking and going to kill you basically. But after that, Either you're, I don't know, I'm trying to, I try to come up with a, with advice here, but I think um, the reason why I'm not so under pressure in sales meetings anymore is just because my general mindset about people and I don't know, like social interactions changed completely. So I think that's also why I always say that business things are related to personal things and that's also something we're going to come to in this episode so that's going to be interesting um but just remember that we're going to talk on that later um so yeah i wasn't really under any pressure to be honest i was pretty chill um because i knew that i had this strategy that works that i worked on that i um tested that was back checked so you know if, if i if i got something in front of me that i can rely on i don't have a problem at all um, and that's maybe, maybe that's, that's a, there's a guideline or some sort of like advice or info or tip to make sure that you have something there that you can rely on. And if you have something there where, you know, it, it just works. Like if you have proof of concept as well, if you know that something works, then you can be way more chill. If it's the first client and you do, um, marketing or let's say for example, logo design for the first time and you don't know that you're going to figure it out. Um, it's probably going to be harder because you don't have something to rely on that gives you some like knowledge on, okay, I, I have something in front of me that works. Do you want it or not? You can offer it to someone. If he doesn't want it, don't care. Um, so maybe that's one step of a guiding policy for a sales meeting is to have something that you can rely on, something that works. So having something that's tested, um, something that you also trust. Um, so was in the meeting, was showing him the entire strategy. So from good strategy, bad strategy, I learned the like core elements of strategy are analysis so that you analyze, for example, in this case, the competition and the business itself. Um, other than that, you have a general guiding policy. So the overall, um, sort of the overall, um, direction that you're going in and then you have the action steps or I don't know what it was called in the book um, the guiding action so, so basically you have the action so you have the analysis you have the overall direction and then the actual 
steps that are going to be implemented. And in this case, um, it was structured in analysis, then the overall guiding policy. So what we're going to do in which direction we're going to go, what we're going to do in sort of like a 10,000 feet view. Um, and after that, we came to the actual real sale where I showed the action steps. And in this case, the action steps were obviously um, connected to dropping the price and basically offering what we're actually going to do. So how are we going to execute the strategy that we just laid out for you? Um, just to give some context, I had the meetings before they took, I, I think I said it before, yeah, two hours. Um, this meeting took entirely four hours. So an entire meeting took over four hours. Um, and let's say up until the price drop, I think we were talking around two and a half hours. So a really long time. Usually that's not efficient. And especially looking at the RI that I get out of this meeting. I mean, it's always hard for me to judge it that way because I'm not someone that is like, oh, I wasted four hours. No, I didn't waste four hours because I learned so much again. I noted it down. And I'm going to share it with you now. Um, and in general, I'm getting a better salesperson. I didn't waste four hours. I, I learned. So, I mean, just alone getting the opportunity to speak to a, uh, like, made business owner, um, it's just so, like, I wouldn't even care if he wouldn't buy anything, you know what I'm saying? It's really, at this point for me, or at this point in time, in the future, it's probably going to be that big of a deal anymore but for me at the moment it's just like i'm just grateful so whether or not he's gonna buy i don't really care i mean obviously i want the money it's not like that but like you know what i'm saying i get the opportunity and i'm grateful for that and that's why i'm not mad in any way but just to say the whole showing the strategy and the general guiding policy so that was basically the way that i structured these presentations um is overall analysis, then the guiding policy, and then the action steps where you basically have the prices in there as well. So if you know anything about sales, um, and that's something like, that's the number one thing that I took out of this meeting is the sale really only starts after you drop the price. And the reason why I say that is, I mean, if you've, if you've ever been in a sales meeting, then you probably understand what I'm saying. Um, but before the price, you basically you answer questions or you get questions um, and they ask like, okay, how does this work? Okay, okay, okay. They, they understand. Um, and obviously the sales starts way, way before the sales meeting. But let's say in this case, I'm talking about like what you really, where you show your expertise and also where you have to put the most focus on, I would say. I mean, you really have to look at everything in the entire sales process from start to finish. So I'm talking about like the first time you meet the guy, the way you look, the way you dress, the way you act, the way you are confident. Um, all those things influence the sale, obviously. Um, but when it really starts, like when it really gets down to it, it only starts after you drop the price. And that's the number one thing that I took out of this meeting is, yeah, the sale only really starts after you drop the price. But before, you know, um, you have like this mingling around, you're explaining things, you're answering questions, like you're doing all those things, but really you only get down to the heavy stuff when the price is dropped. You drop the price, then you, we have the, I love that by the way, we have the, I don't know how you say that, um, the, the silence, 
um, anybody that knows a little bit about sales um, knows the situation. So let's maybe give some context for people that don't know. For the people that know, you know what I'm talking about. And maybe it's going to be funny. I don't know. But for the people that don't know in sales. Um, so if you're having a sales meeting, I'm not talking about maybe sales at an Apple store. You don't really have that there. Um, but in a traditional sales meeting, you have like the presentation and all those steps before um, you drop the price. And once you drop the price, there is the silence. Um, so you say, no, 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 I'm explaining this, I'm explaining that, you could implement that, I would recommend that. Um, those are the benefits of doing this and that. And this thing costs 10K. And then you have to silence. And that's just something that I did for you. It's probably good. It was just awkward. Only those five seconds or something. But in the sale, that's like this awkward moment of you drop the price and you say nothing. And if you listen to a bunch of business gurus or I hate the word gurus, but like people that offer like business advice, um, they always say that you have to be so confident in the price and in your package and in your service and whatever you're selling that after you drop the price, you say nothing. No, it costs this much because of that and because I have to put so much work in and, you know, all these hours that I'm working and all the time that I spend learning this stuff. No, you're not like, you're not stating why the price is that much. You only drop the price and then you let the client continue the conversation. And, you know, sales is really about power, about authority, and that's something that you establish with this sort of like awkward moment of silence when you say nothing and wait for the client to respond and say like, okay, why is that? So the client picks up the thing again. And that's sort of like those sales dynamics. And that's something that I really love. I really like that situation, but I do have to be honest in this case, I didn't hold through the entire silence. I do have to say that I think he sort of like said one word and then I jumped in and asked like, why would that be a problem for you? Again, that's that's not a big problem, obviously. I mean, I think I handled it in a kind of okay way. Um, better than like crying or like, why don't you want to pay for this? You know what I'm saying? But like breaking the silence is not really your job as a salesperson or it should not be. I mean, it's all about authority. If you want to learn more about this, maybe research some stuff. If you never heard of the guy, Jordan Melford, it's pretty much like if you want to know anything about sales, you definitely need to know him. Um, a guy that I would not really recommend <laughs> on the other hand. And it's, it's basically because... Um, I learned a lot of stuff from Jordan Belford and the other guy, I, I don't even remember his name again. What was, Jesus, I don't remember it, but it's like the other guy, he's sort of like this gray bearded guy. He flies his private jet. I don't remember. I don't recall the name, um, but I did like this quote from this guy. Maybe I'm going to remember it in a second. Like maybe, um, he had this quote of like, don't be a little bitch. I do like that quote. I do have to give credit to him for that. But I think in general, in terms of like sales, in my experience or like what I've seen from him, he doesn't really know that much about him. And there's actually this great interview between the big sales giants of YouTube, um, Jordan Belford and the other guy that I don't recall right now. Um, and there you could pretty much see like, okay, Jordan Belfort, yeah, he, he knows his stuff. I mean, like his history, pretty obvious. Um, but the other guy, mm, yeah. So 
guy that I definitely would listen to is Jordan Belfort. He's like strictly sales. And another guy that maybe you know and maybe not. Um, he's a designer. Um, he is also the owner of an agency and his name is Chris Doe and he talks on value-based pricing. Um, he basically talks about the business of design and that's why I like it. So he's a designer, but he also talks a lot about business and learned also a lot from his free YouTube videos, um, either from the YouTube channel The Future or you're just going to Google Chris Doe. Um, you're probably going to find something there and maybe I'm going to put it in the show notes. I don't know. Um, but those are like the two big guys that come to mind when I, when I think about sales and good sales advice. Um, so yeah, you have to silence there and then the client needs to break the silence. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's a whole authority thing, establishing that. And also like in terms of power that you establish with that sales is all about those things. Um, on an underlying basic, it's not like obvious. Like I'm not talking. I'm you. You would never say like I just didn't say anything because I wanted you to feel like you're under me or like um, I'm. I want to pressure you into something. That's all the th- stuff that in sales you never talk about. But everybody's aware of that. Like in the underlying sense that you have that there. So that's the uh, claimed silence after the price drop that I love. But I do have to be honest. This time I did not. Um, whole through the entire time I sort of broke it but I mean like he said one word and then I jumped in so I could have been a little bit stronger there Um, just didn't have such an intense sales meeting in a long time or in a while Um, and that's the reason basically why I probably broke it but for the future I just love like that entire I I just love sales I, I found that out that I just like it I'm not drained after it. I mean, like, we had the meeting um, four hours and I wasn't finished after that. I was like, yeah, hit me with the next meeting. I don't care. It, it was amazing. I, I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to chill on the couch now. Jesus, I had a four-hour sales meeting today, like, telling everybody, oh, my God, look what I did. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all, actually. I was like, I was pumped up afterwards. Like, honestly, I liked it. It, it was amazing. So, um, things that I learned from this meeting was just that I spent too much time before the actual sales start. So I always talk now about starting the sale when I drop the price. So maybe I refer to dropping the price as to, you know, starting the sale, because that's really where you have to handle all the objections, um, where people are going to ask like, okay, why does it cost that much? And then you're going to emphasize and you're going to start looping. I mean, really at, at this point, if you want to know more about it, you really need to learn more about sales. Um, but if, if you learn about it, if you get into sales, you understand what I'm talking about. Um, and on this, I didn't emphasize enough, um, didn't ask enough questions. Um, so yeah, I handled it in sort of like an okay way. It was definitely like, not like a perfect sale. Um, and because we met before and also because I Pretty much, you could say, he did so much for his client already. Um, at the end of it, he didn't really want to pay the price for all the things that I offered him. So at the end of it, he was just like, okay, I want to do Instagram. I want to do Facebook. Um, maybe if you come back next week or something with a new offer. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, hell no. Four meetings and we are still not, I, I still didn't receive any money or any like value back from you. I ain't gonna come back. I mean, like, I gotta close this guy right now. And that's when I say, like, okay, 
you don't want this, you don't want basically the whole strategy that I worked on like 48 hours for and just present to you like in three hours. Okay, whatever. I know what you want. You want our pretty much standard packet. I don't need to come back because I know the price for that. I know the specifics. I know pretty, it's, it's our standard packet. Like I know everything about it. It's this price. It's going to be this. And this is what you're going to receive. And then we was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, okay, what if we do this and that? And then I explained like, it's not that easy because just the way that social media works. And he's a little older, so he doesn't really understand social media at all, actually. <laughs> um, and that's the reason why I was just like, okay, you know, mm, that ain't gonna work out. And then he was like, okay, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna... And sort of like that mentality there. Um, then I closed the guy, um, sending out the contract and stuff, um, preparing the work already. Um, but that was just sort of funny, like four hour fucking sales meeting. And then he takes the fucking center packet, which we could have done in 10 minutes, literally. I mean, that was just sort of, but you know, um, it's sales is also about establishing trust. So that 10 minutes is not really true, but like, it was just sort of a feeling like I was preparing this entire strategy and really, then you coming like to me with, I want the center packet. And I was just like, oh, fuck off, man. But wait, well, it. I, I don't want to, and that was just like sort of what I was thinking at the moment, but I'm never mad at it. I'm not mad at the client um, because I just learned all these things and I just like it. I just like sort of like, it. oh, now he's going to hit me with that. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, that's just sort of like putting it in a funny sense, but actually I'm not mad at it at all. I don't, I don't want to argue or anything. So don't get it the wrong way. It was just, you know, the feeling of like, this, this could be a meme. I could literally do a meme page with all these moments of like, really? Like, really? But yeah, no big problem, but that was just sort of, okay, okay, well, yeah. So that was the four-hour sales meeting. I um, learned a lot from that again. Was great talking to an established business owner, obviously. Um, yeah, close to the guy, so I'm happy about that as well. Um, and yeah, the next day, so on Thursday... I had an appointment at a therapist and I do need to sort of maybe cycle back to give you a little bit of context and an understanding of like why the hell is he going to a therapist, like what's going on. Um, for some people it might already be looked at in a good way but I think in general if you ask the majority of people they're going to be like, oh Jesus, he's going to a therapist, like there's going to be something wrong with him. Um, like, are you okay? Do you need help? Like, um, so that's maybe why I get, want to give some context into understanding the, um, I don't know, like, the existence of therapy and going there for a certain reason. And also the existence of the fact that you, there's, there doesn't have to be anything wrong with you to go to a therapist, getting that understanding. And maybe, maybe I'm just going to tell the story of like how, my mindset about therapists and therapy in general was changed real quick. Um, it was on the podcast with Casey Neistat and Candace Neistat. I hope that that's her last name as well, because there were, they're married, but I don't know, maybe she used her old name, whatever. So by Casey Neistat, probably should know him. If not, then you already have to know he's a great YouTuber. 
could look his YouTube channel up. Um, he was really active in the years of 2017 to 18, I think. Um, now he's sort of doing with his videos from time to time. And last year, he was doing a podcast with his wife. Um, it was called Couples Therapy as well. That was sort of funny. Um, but that's not really what changed my mindset about therapy in general. They called it that way because they were basically like, they were both working at that time, um, different jobs. And that's when I basically had really time to discuss things. And I also talked about certain struggles and things that annoy um, something about each other in this podcast and that's why they called it that way but that's not really what changed the mindset for me um what really changed for me was when they told their stories about their couples therapists so they have had an actual therapist for um their relationship where they was going to i think every week actually not not even every month but every week which is kind of a lot but if you ever been to therapy for those reasons you understand that is really an amazing thing it's a great thing um and that's sort of like when they were like telling the stories about like what's going on there what they talk about with the therapist that's really what changed my entire mindset around therapy in general um usually you i think usually you would um think of therapy as someone that maybe takes drugs and then goes to therapy to I don't know, something that is prescribed for you, like that kind of way, but that's not really what it was for me in this sense and what my general understanding of therapy is. Um, so yeah, that's really what changed it. And it's basically like someone that you can talk to and that basically can solve any problems. And what's sort of funny is like, yeah, consultant helps you with business problems most of the time, but there's like, personal trainers that help you with that and what I found in this meeting was that you could literally use the therapist for anything like any problems and that's why I told you before that I want you to remember that business things are relate problems are related to personal problems um, and heavily connected and that's sort of like what I just found out like okay I mean I can talk about my business problems with my therapist because these are really most of the time also my personal problems and that's what you can do with a therapist you can literally do anything with him basically um in terms of like solving things um talking about things talking about struggles i mean like it's it is just amazing maybe i do need to do an extra podcast or whatever um content about therapy in general because i was just blown away by the value that it got out of this um so yeah so really therapy if you if you hear the word and associate something bad with it you should definitely maybe listen to the a few episodes of the couples therapy and then you'll maybe get an understanding of like why therapists can be really amazing for your life and understanding things and solving problems in literally any type of way so, I mean, that was just amazing this week. Um, one of the primary things out of this meeting that I also want to share, because there's things that I don't really want to talk about. Um, not not like big things, but it's related to family, and I don't really want to talk about this. But the main, um, not the main thing, but like one of the main things that I got out of this was, I told you the story about when my grandpa died, and I was witnessing his death. And that I didn't really feel 
that big of a sadness. So like, I I, I, I didn't cry, to be really concrete here, I didn't cry. Um, everybody else was crying around me, I'm just saying they're like, oh fuck, he just died. You know, like, oh shit, but, but I wasn't like crying because it was so sad for me, I just didn't feel the feelings um, in that situations. Um, and that's sort of like, mm, I, I, I thought that, is there something wrong with me? Am I actively um, suppressing feelings and emotions? Like, am I doing something wrong here? And I was just confused in that sense. Um, because I think a huge influence was Gary Vee there that basically a lot of his advice comes from um, removing emotion from a lot of things in business. It's, it's a great tool and a great... Um, I mean, like a great way of handling things if you were like the best, literally, if you took out, if you take out the motions of certain situations in business. Um, and as I mentioned before, business applies also to life and your personal life. And that's why I've become way more unemotional. And I thought that that was maybe a wrong thing. But what the therapist said is like, are you happy at the moment? And I said like, hell yeah, I'm extremely happy, like, it couldn't be better, it could be better, of course, but I'm, with the situation how it is, generally just happy, satisfied, and I'm good, and then he was, then she was like, okay, so why the fuck would you look for emotions that would get you out of that happiness, and I was like, oh yeah, and you know, because I'm someone that answers questions, that consults people, I do sort of understand how to always come up with a question, how to always solve problems, um, how to always find for answers. And when, when a person like me goes to a therapist, person that helps you get those answers, it's always like sort of awkward because I'm pretty much talking the entire time. And then she asks one question and that really just hits me different. And that's like sort of like the spike that I get from going to this, these like therapy sessions or like, I don't really want to um, associate it with therapy, but basically it is therapy. So yeah, but she hits me with those questions that I'm just like, oh shoot, didn't think about that one. Um, and that's what surprises me every time about it. But just in general, it's amazing. And then to get back to the story, she was like, yeah, so why would you look for something that will basically bring you no benefit or even like in disadvantage. And I was like, boom, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm generally happy. So why would I look for any emotions that would disturb my happiness or like my well-being? So, <laughs> I mean, that is just amazing. And what a therapist does, they help you. I mean, there's obviously it's, it's like if you say I do social media that could literally mean anything and that's the same thing for therapists but like in general what I think they do um, or what my therapist does is they help you find answers and also help you um, understand that you're not an exception you're good you're um, they help you understand why you can behave in the way that you behave normally and that you don't need to change anything about you um, and they help you find answers and also help you get an understanding of like why it's okay to behave the way that you behave. Obviously, with people that go to therapy or that have to go, I think it's a totally different thing between going to therapy because you want to solve something and being pressured to go to therapy because 
other people want you to solve something. I mean, that's a whole different mindset and a whole different reason and intent why you go to a therapist. But for me, if you go actively to them and if you want to solve something, that's sort of what they do. They help you find answers, um, find new, sorry, pretty much doing strategy. <laughs> They're doing strategy work. Um, so that was sort of like f- funny to see those um, coincidences um, and correlations between strategy and solving problems in business and then seeing what the therapist does. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it's just amazing. So to help you solve those problems. And if there's a problem that is really with you most of the time, they help you understand like why it's okay to be the way or have situations the way they are. And that's just, I mean, that was just amazing for me. I just felt so great before it. I was so excited for it. And after it, it's just amazing. So we also talked about my business problems. I mean, like everybody that runs a business or does anything business related knows that you always have problems. I mean, if you don't have enough customers, you don't have enough employees. Um, so there, there's always going to be problems if you don't have enough employees, you don't have enough customers. So, you know, um, so sorry, if you have enough employees, you then you have customer problems and you have support problems. You, you always have business problems. And the therapist apparently can also help you with that. I mean, she did in this case, and that was sort of amazing. Um, And that also reminded me of really a big change in my mindset about social life, um, life in general, was the understanding that was, I think, about three to two years ago um, that changed me completely was the pursuit of asking questions and literally there was a time where I didn't say anything I only ask questions and I remembered those times and I saw like the huge advantage in just asking questions like not giving your two cents to the story that is being like talked about in the current conversation like no no like just you know just asking questions and I don't know if that's really something valuable to you right now. But just as, as a general guiding advice or anything or a tip is if you're ever confused, just ask the question. And if you're confused with something that's internal or something that's to yourself with your business, I don't know, either ask yourself or ask other people that are in the same situation as you or you got to ask Google. <laughs> Pretty simple, huh? But... I mean, it's sort of, it could come off sort of cocky in this sense, but that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say here is that you should really think about if, or consider if you should ask more questions in general in your life. And that's sort of like what I was reminded to in the therapy session, in the sales meeting. Um, And that just reminded me to, again, be more aware of asking more questions to clarify things. I mean, questions are just amazing. That sounds really abstract maybe to you. um, But if you ever get sort of that grasp of understanding of like the power of questions, you're going to be amazed. I mean, like it's going to be amazing. So that's sort of like these three to two big topics of last week. Um... Coming up this week, I mean, I'm already recording this on a Monday, <laughs> shame on me. Um, and the focus this week is, again, like last week, getting control over customer flow. So basically getting sort of an outreach strategy to get clients for my marketing agency. 
um, I got upcoming client work, which is amazing. I like what I do, so I'm not mad about that. I maybe also have a client meeting as well. So a sales meeting again, which I'm obviously excited for because I like sales. Um, so that's going to also come up. And I talked to my dad today about maybe doing some work for his company, his business, um, basically also doing sales for him, sales calls. Um, it might also come up this week, but I, I'm not sure yet. We're going to see. We're going to see what's going to come up, but that's sort of what's going to come up upcoming week. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope that you could gain some knowledge or some insight or maybe just have some fun with me here on this podcast. I mean, like, if you get entertained from this, I mean, like, that's really all I want. If you get information, external advice, tips from this, I'm also amazed. Um, But I just like doing the podcast, honestly. It's just the greatest thing. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I actually... Do have to give a quick disclaimer here. I don't know, like, have to tell you this. I thought this week's episode was gonna go 10 minutes, and here we are, 40 minutes in, recording this episode, and, you know, still talking along, still talking my stuff, still not finishing the episode, but I just thought that it's gonna be literally 10 minutes, and now we're 40 minutes, so times four. I mean, like, I had a four-hour sales meeting, so probably that's the reason why I had something to tell about, but, you know, 40 minutes. But yeah, I hope you will like this week's episode of the podcast, and we're going to see each other in one of the next episodes. Bye.